This is episode 55 of African in American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Love and peace, peace and love family. Hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are keeping it moving out there. I know life can be a doozy sometimes, but I hope that no matter what, uh, we're staying consistent and we're staying on our paths. Um, I'm doing well. The family's doing well. It is super cold here in the A. Uh, my little Florida girl blood, I'm going down. I'm out here like it's tw- it's 25 degrees, you say? Like like 2-5? Like am I, am I understanding correctly? <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'm just trying to stay warm and adjust to this new climate. Um, this week, I wanted to... Uh, get into the epidemic that's going on um, that is just spiraling out of control at this point um, to where it's like literally a nightmare. Um, And that is the emasculation and femination of black men. Um, There's the agenda is just ridiculously obvious and disrespectful at this point. I think when this was done before, um, it was a little bit more subtle. Now it is so, like I said, disrespectfully, blatantly, obvious, obviously being pushed in our faces. Um, that at some point, I mean, we have to just have a serious conversation about this. Um, to preface this discussion, I want to first... Um, speak about because you know you have some people that make the argument that we don't need labels and um, no one should not accept someone for quote-unquote who they are and everyone should live their truth and it sounds so good like with music in the background and it sounds so good in a movie but when you really think about that when we're talking about real life it's not um, it is it's not that that pretty Uh, It's not that pretty when you put it with like whimsical music in the background. Like, and yes, and we should all live our truth and be who you are. And we should accept everyone for what they want to be. And, you know, that's cool and all. But baby, that's a very, very general statement. And that leaves room for all kind of sickos and weirdos to quote unquote be themselves as well. You can't say, oh, everyone be yourself except for pedophiles or except for weirdos and sickos you can't do that some people being themselves is being rapists some people being themselves is being serial killers um so you got to stop that narrative because it's way too general and empowers idiots way too much um when it when it comes to black women we are the pioneers of paving the way to have um cross-dressers examine and steal our swag movements the way we dress talk act like literally when it comes to men that want to be women they fashion themselves as black women they do not fashion themselves as white women they do not fashion themselves as asian women they going straight for the jugular of black women and we sit right there and i shouldn't say we because there are many of us who are not with that i will say too many of us sit right there and yes queen and snap 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 are you know and uh snap 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 our approval for it all and it's like uh Let's go ahead and break this down. 
Let's talk about the argument of why should we care how someone else wants to dress or live their lives? It doesn't have anything to do with you. It's not hurting you. That's the argument that we get when we speak on our concern of the emasculation of black men. They say, oh, well, you know, seeing this person in the media is not going to make other black men emasculated. You're being dramatic. Why does it matter? It's someone else's life. You're worried about someone else's life. Black women, understand this if you don't understand anything else. White women have the police to protect them. Even if she's single, even if she doesn't have a man, she has the police to protect her. She has the United States courts and justice system to protect her. So whether or not she ride for her man or not, she has a system that will always look out for her safety, well-being, and interests first before anyone else's. Black women, you do not have that. You do not have that privilege and that luxury. The police and the justice system are not here to protect you, look out for you, look out for your interests, your well-being, or any of that. It was never designed to do that for you. Never has been, never will be, and never was. If we do not have the protection of black men, we have no protection. I I personally just don't understand why black women just act like we have so many options. Like, oh, we don't need black men and we don't need black men to protect us. Well, then, sis, what's your alternative? I, I know it's not white men. I know it's not Asian men. I know it's not Mexican men because some you some happen to you in front of them. They're going to mind their damn business. OK, they ride for their own women, period. OK, they're not sticking their neck out for you. So if. If you despise the black man so much and he is so much not the one that you don't need him and need his protection, my sister, what is your alternative? Your only other alternative is to mutate yourself into a masculine being and try to somehow keep up with men uh, when you need to be protected. I mean, that's your only other option is to lift some weights, take some shooting classes and Try your best to stay on your own ground and take care of yourself. Um, those are your only two options. So, sisters, this is why uh, it's our business. This is why we care. Uh, we have daughters. These daughters are going to grow up. Uh, and, and in my mind, I'm just picturing like... Your daughter be riding around with a man, a tire go flat. She's like, oh my God, what do I do? And he's like, oh my God, what do I do? You know what I'm saying? Um, I see where if our women are attacked or disrespected, I see, you know, the women being helpless. uh, And I see the men looking helpless as well. I don't see them, you know, being men and being brave and, and letting their natural protective instincts kick in. I don't see that happening. So, It's not your business and it doesn't affect anyone until your daughters grow up. You old, okay, you you old and frail. You can't protect your daughters and your daughters don't have black men to protect them. That's the direction we're going in. This is why it's a big deal. Understand, these things don't happen overnight. If they happened overnight, it would be super obvious and people would catch on and it wouldn't work. No, this happens extremely slowly. Don't let this happen so gradually that before you know it, you're just a sitting duck with no one to protect you. And then you have some sisters that say, well, what do you mean by no one to protect us? Do you mean uh, that we need protection from black men? 
that's the next argument is well we shouldn't even advocate for them or you know we shouldn't even be talking about how we need protection from them because they're the ones we need protection from um it's amazing to me how white men are the number one mass shooters in the world with thousands of casualties and i have yet to see a white woman say Oh, these white men ain't shit. We don't need them. They're the ones that we need protection from. No, a white man could go in and shoot up an entire establishment and kill 20, 30, 40, 50 people. And you will never see white women throw the entire race of white men under the bus for it. Even though consistently through history, it has shown that they are definitely the number one murderers on this planet. You will still not see them condemn them all to hell. They let that incident be a singular incident and stay with the specific white male that created that act of violence. Okay. But then we as black women will have um, the very rare occurrence where a black man uh, is committing harm or something towards a black woman and we'll take those few Negroes that have lost their mind and that clearly suffer from some type of mental health issues or traumas of why they're so hurt that their instinct is to hurt a black woman. We will take that in every race. There's always, uh, in every race, when a woman dies, the first one they look into is her husband, her boyfriend, her spouse. Um, that in human nature in general, it's normal for uh, women to have acts of violence committed against them by the men that live in their homes this is all races of women this is not just black women and when we look at the numbers of domestic violence in the homes we have some of the lowest rates okay and and that is uh these are the numbers that black women don't want to talk about you want to have the few negroes and nine times out of ten these are negroes that have abused other women and you knew about it that have clear red flags as abusive and due to your lack of self-esteem lack of self-love you continue to deal with people who are clearly red flag abusive okay we don't talk about the fact that through our own insecurities and traumas we will seek certain types of abuse and then seek that abuse and then turn around and say look we need protection from black men Okay, so um, <laughs> uh, the fact that you have to convince black women of why they need their own, you know, divine reflections is just uh, an example of the conditioning that we swear that we can't uh, succumb to. Because if you ask any a majority of sisters like about, you know, influence and programming, they'll say, oh, well, nothing can make me think anything that programming doesn't work on me. Yet you don't even understand why you are so prone to throw black men as a whole under the bus. Even if they act independently, even if an act of violence or crime was just um, drawn up in that one individual black man, you will say to hell with black men. We don't need them. They're the ones we need protection from anyway. And you won't see any other races of women doing that. Um... Now, I want to now, now that we had that discussion, I want to go ahead and um, 
speak on this Alicia Keys situation. <clears throat> now, if you, uh, excuse me, you all, what, what on earth is, um, now, if you don't know about what happened with the Alicia Keys situation, uh, basically, she took her son to the nail salon. Um, apparently, I guess she was getting her nails done or she was getting a manicure and she allowed the boy that's four years old to get the manicure as well. Um, got his nails painted rainbow color um so then the little boy after he got the rainbow color he was saying that he was embarrassed to wear it out in public because he felt like you know people were going to make fun of him or that people was going to tease him and so Alicia Keys instead of simply uh respecting his wish Uh, she decides to make this entire video about how she feels like, um, we need to stop putting labels on people and how we need to stop, uh, quote unquote, shaming people for their choices in fashion and that all men have a feminine side as well. And I'm talking about yada, yada, yada. She went on to say that it's sad. She said it was sad that her four-year-old, um, it was, it was sad that her four-year-old didn't want to wear the manicure. Okay, she, her instinct does not say, okay, let me respect that my child instincts are going off and that my child is saying, you know what, this is, this is not right. Instead of you respecting what the boy wanted when he said that he felt embarrassed and ashamed. Listen, some, we have this whole word that white women made up to be able to whore in peace called don't slut shame and don't shame. Baby, there are certain things in life you need to be shamed about. Okay. Shame is not always necessarily quote unquote shame. Sometimes it's your conscience. Okay. Uh, telling someone, oh, don't shame someone. What that really translates into nine times out of 10 is ignore your conscience with your common sense speaking to you. Ignore that and don't shame that person. So what this baby was feeling was not that he was being shamed. The baby was feeling his intuition. Okay, his intuition was telling him that this is not right. And instead of you as a mother respecting that, you push it on him like, go on, baby, come on, it's okay. She was saying that, Oh, there's lots of men that wear nail polish. Baby girl, you're better off just saying, hi, I sold my soul to the devil and I'm here to continue the emasculation of black men with my influence. You are better off saying that than reaching. I'm talking about on your tiptoes, hands, fingers going open and close, open and close, reaching. I'm talking about reaching to the top shelf to say that he shouldn't be ashamed to wear a rainbow manicure because men paint their nails all the time. Baby girl, I don't know what lying fantasy world that you're in, but uh, the rest of us, I'm not walking down the street and pulling up to the gas station and the grocery store and, and seeing men just walking around like, so what color should I choose today? Okay, no, men are not out here painting their nails all the time. 
you might have some men who are like entertainers that might do that weird shit because it's how they make their money or they have an image they're trying to portray or something but please stop making it seem like the average everyday man is out here like should I get light blue or rose red stop it just say what it really is that you a tool you a pawn and you are here to further this um agenda you know let's just keep it a thousand um when it comes to sexuality in children it should be non-existent okay no one should be pushing any type of sexual anything on kids oh did y'all hear the retort of the century when it comes to what I just said when we say that children should not be sexualized period whether it's heterosexual homosexual the retort was oh well Disney movies have had kissing in it since you know a hundred years ago that that that's the comeback that Okay, Disney movies have the prince and the princess kissing, so therefore they do introduce sexuality to children. So therefore, uh, introducing and pushing uh, homosexuality on children is okay. And I'm just sitting there like, I know you fucking lying. (laughs) I know you lie. (laughs) I know that that is not what you have to say for yourself, like, through all this. Like, stop it. Um, it, you know, again, I did an episode on this uh, a few months ago and it was about homosexuality and it was about, okay, you know, what is so wrong about homosexuality? Like, is it really as bad as people make it seem? Like, why is it bad? I had did a whole conversation on that. Um, now the problem is you have, uh, people in the homo, you have some people who are homosexual who will say, listen, You know, it's a decision I made. Um, This is just how I am. I'm living my truth. Uh, You know, you could take it or leave it. I don't... You have some gay people who will even admit, you know, that being gay isn't natural. They'll say, you know, it's it's not natural. I wouldn't say it's right. Um, But it's the lifestyle that I chose. It's what I feel. It's what I feel like I want to do. And I respect that. What I don't respect is telling us that heterosexual is not normal. I, I, I dislike when, um, you know, they'll sit and say that, um, it, it, it's not, it doesn't have to be a man and a woman where, well, they will argue that that's not the standard, that that's not God's way or the way nature intended. Um, you can be something and you don't have to be delusional about whether it's right or not. If you smoke cigarettes, you can say, I smoke cigarettes. They're bad for you. They absolutely can give you cancer, but I'm addicted and I'm choosing this anyway. You know, that's way more respected than saying something like, oh, well, it doesn't really give you cancer. Like, no, we factually know it does give you cancer. Like, you do not have to be delusional about something in order to participate in a certain thing or a certain lifestyle. So when it comes to children, first of all, like I said, you should not be sexualizing or pushing children in a sexual direction, period. However, the reason why things like Disney movies have the princess kissing the princess because it's natural. You're not introducing anything abnormal or unnatural to the children. It's natural. That's how they got here. Okay. This is how we continue on the human race through natural sex. If we 
all decided to just say F it and, and all get with the same sex, the human race would die out fairly quickly. Okay, so we, we're not arguing that this is this is like na- not natural or normal. Heterosexuality is 100% the norm. It is 100% natural. Saying that does not make you homophobic. We're not scared of y'all. It does not make you hateful. It is just the truth. Now, if the truth comes off as hate in your eyes, then you're delusional. Then you want people to be quiet about what is the truth to feed your own ego and your own issues. And that's not working. I don't care what kind of problems you have. You're not going to piss on me and tell me it's rain and get upset when I say, I know this is not rain. It's just not happening. Um, children absolutely need a standard or a quote unquote label or box that everyone says that they hate. Everyone hates quote unquote labels and boxes because then they actually have a standard they have to be held to and they actually have to be held accountable for something. I know God forbid that. Okay. That's like the worst thing we can do. I know, but that's the real reason why people hate labels. It allows them to be irresponsible. It allows them to just be frivolous and do whatever they want to do. Um, Setting a standard for boys on how to be real men is not hateful. It is not, quote unquote, not allowing them to be what they want to be. Children don't know who they are. They don't know what they want to be. You got people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s and still don't know who the hell they are or what they want. Children do not know what they want. It is your job to set a standard for them you cannot just tell children do whatever you want and do whatever you feel are you serious when you go through your adolescence teenage years young adulthood you're going to feel 20 different ways about things you're going to change your mind a thousand times you're going to evolve a thousand times or sometimes you'll devolve a thousand times and i don't even know if devolve is a word however you know what i meant when i said that um you know setting those standards telling a young boy nail polish is not for you it's for girls it's okay telling a young boy that uh and explaining his role on earth as a protector and a provider is okay okay you cannot let these children be like well this is what i feel what you don't know what you feel who cares what you feel you don't even know what you're doing you're a child you haven't even lived yet what are what are we doing? And we're going to just run around letting children, quote unquote, do what they feel. Are you crazy? No, you better set them with some type of standard. That is okay. The, the demonization of standards for children is terrifying. Okay, you we don't speak about the epidemic of underage children that were allowed to quote unquote transition into a different gender and now are seeking help because they want to quote unquote transition back to their original God-given gender. You're a child. You don't know. I was having a conversation with a gay sister the other day and she said that she felt from when she was 10 or 11 years old, she was gay. She said she had never been with a man before and never had any desire to be with a man. She said that when she was underage, she asked her mother if she could cut her hair. She wanted to look more masculine. Her mother said, no, you could cut your hair when you're 18. You're a child. You don't know what the hell you want. And that had to be some of the realest stuff I've ever heard. It's not the parent, not quote unquote, accepting the child. It's the parent understanding you're a child. You don't know what you want. 
But this is how you demonize black parenting and black discipline. Because when you demonize black people for setting standards and demonizing them disciplining their children, you end up with blank canvas black kids that you can have them grow up and make them into whatever you want to be. They're having so many influential black celebrities push this narrative of accepting your children as transgender or gay when they're 12, 13 years old, four years old, because then they know, okay, these kids will be blank canvases, will demonize their parents and make their their parents look like the worst people in the world for setting a standard for them for gender roles. That way, these children end up like a shell and we can make them be whatever they want to be. This is why they go after the most influential black celebrities they can to push this agenda. And then it's a very do or die agenda. It's either you are with this crap or you're hateful. There's not even an in-between. And you cannot get bullied out of what you know is right. Once I know something is right, baby, I don't care what label you give me. Baby, you can call me hateful, homophobic, whatever you want to say. I don't care because no matter what you say, it does not change the truth. After you sit there calling me hateful, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Baby, we still need to be training black boys how to be strong black men. I hear everything you say. Yada, 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 yada. Bitch, you sound like Charlie Brown, teacher. I don't care about all that foo-foo stuff you talking with that violins playing in the background. Talking about we need, to, we need to accept each other. I ain't trying to hear that, baby. We got to breed strong black men, period. I don't give a damn about none of that. I don't care what you call me, what labels you give me. You delusional. Why would I care what a delusional person say about me? You got all these people justifying the sexualization of children and then you care what they think. You care about them calling you homophobic. Girl, you're mentally ill. You ain't even right in the head. So whatever you're saying doesn't even have any bearing. You're crazy. Okay, so when I see black people like afraid to stand up for black masculinity, I'm like, what are you so afraid of? And why do you think that they take the pushing and the encouragement of black masculinity as something hateful. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is that hateful? Why why is it looked at as such a negative thing to say we want to raise strong black men? You know why? Because that is the number one threat to their system. Saying that you want a strong black man is like saying you want their system to die because that's your antidote. Because when you have strong black men, guess what? The mothers of the earth, the gems of the earth, black women have protection. When black women have protection, they have the ability to tap into their divine femininity because you cannot be feminine without any protection. You cannot be feminine and have your head on a swivel. So you deconstruct our power structure as a whole when you start with taking away our protection and balance. When you start by taking away every strong black man you possibly can. I would say it is the greatest form of warfare against us before mass incarceration, before racism and discrimination and white supremacy. I would say the attack on masculine black men is the number one war tactic being used against us. 
And it is the number one thing that we act like, oh, it's no big deal. Oh, don't worry about it. So in the midst of all, I say thank you to the sisters that cooperate in supporting the grooming of strong black men. Thank you to the sisters who are not snap, snap, snapping, yes, queening to all the Batiman and Fishman. Thank you. Okay. Thank you to the brothers who are not giving in to the status quo and are doing what they know is right, which is to be strong black men and to groom their sons to be the same way. Salute to the black folks that's thinking long term. There's there's sometimes nothing more dangerous than short-sighted black people. Okay, because white supremacy breaks us down in the long run. White supremacy does not act overnight. White supremacy is extremely, um, extremely uh, sneaky and sly and slow. And it implements its agendas extremely gradually, inch by inch. And before you know it, you don't even know it hits you. So when you have short-sighted black people, you sitting here with a slow leak in the boat and they got their feet up sipping a Mai Tai, talking about what's wrong with you? The boat's fine. And you're like, hey, there's a little hole in the bottom and water is slowly coming in. They're like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And you over here like, we about to drown. You know, because there's no reasoning with them. They're just stuck in the right now. Okay, you know, you snap, snap, applauding all these black men with makeup on and nails done. But what are we going to do in 20 years? What are our daughters going to do? Do you see the direction that we're going in? When you have an attack on your manhood, then you have to like proactively promote your manhood in response to that. If black manhood specifically is under attack, then you have to consciously and purposely protect and promote it you cannot just say oh it's okay don't worry about it no if it's under attack you need to be making sure you're putting in extra work to keep it afloat okay it's okay to raise black boys as masculine it's okay to raise black girls as feminine Now, to kind of tie in with our previous segment, I wanted to have this conversation because I feel like this, there is a lot of confusion when it comes to this. And that is simply asked, what is femininity? Okay, because for some people, when they hear that word, they think weak, they think submissive, they think docile. They think stupid. Um, It sadly uh, has a negative association with the word. Um, So since there's a lot of confusion on it, let's really talk about what it is. Now, femininity is way more complicated than uh, simply um, wearing a dress or wearing makeup or speaking quietly. Uh, I think that is... Um, really reducing femininity down to something very basic when in reality femininity is something extremely complex 
femininity is more so a mindset. It's more so an energy. Um, when we talk about femininity, we should actually look at it in the light of being something powerful. Um, we shouldn't hear femininity and think of something weak. It definitely should be something powerful in our eyes. Um, there are certain triggers in the male brain that trigger a man to be chivalrous, that trigger a man to protect, that trigger a man to provide for a woman, that are set off by feminine energy. If these triggers in his brain are not set off, uh, you may experience uh, the lack of ladylike treatment by this male. And it's, it's not saying that he, quote unquote, like can't help it. Um, it's just, again, certain instincts and triggers within himself that get set off in a scientific way. Um, again, it's a subconscious thing. And as we know, the subconscious mind is more powerful than the conscious mind because it acts on its own. It's not something that you have as much control over. Um, so the reason why we say being feminine is a matter of life or death is because you have some women who will swear up and down like we talked about earlier that they are not being protected by black men and it's like sis if you're giving off masculine energy you're not sending off his triggers to be that and you can fight this all you want but unfortunately this is the way that their brains work this is the way that their minds work. These are the way that their instincts work. Their instincts are triggered. Um, they're triggered by certain things. Being a feminine woman simply means moving smart. And what, what do you mean by that? What does it mean by moving smart? Femininity means that you are so sacred and so valuable that something or someone is lucky to have your presence. Femininity is knowing the power to bring balance and peace and light wherever you go. I, in my opinion, summing up femininity into one sentence is... Um, is the understanding uh, I was let me think of the right way I would say the understanding and enforcement of the value of a woman um, once you because in order for someone else to view you as precious and a treasure which is how women need to be looked at um, feminine women require adoration. Adoration is not optional for a feminine woman. It is not something where it's like, oh, if I have it cool, if I don't cool. No, it is absolutely necessary as a feminine woman. Because just like there are things that we do that activate a man's masculinity and protection towards us there are things that we do as well um there are things that we need men to do as well that trigger and activate our femininity 
So it is a two-way street. Um, when I say that women are smarter than men, I don't mean that, oh my God, men are dumb. What I am saying is that we are more emotionally intelligent. We are more spiritually intelligent than men. Just like men are more physically intelligent than we are. They are physically, when it comes to physical strength, they are more superior than we are. And that is fine for the opposite sex to have something that you don't. Because that's how we continue to deal with each other and need each other. Because the other has something that the other does not. So that's fine. There is nothing wrong with one sex having something that you don't. Everything doesn't have to be about equality. If we were equal, we wouldn't need each other. Um, so that's fine. Um, femininity is saying, I value myself so much that I will bring peace, light, and love to everywhere I go. So that tells you right there, that means I'm valuable. When bringing balance and peace is something that can't be bought. It's not something that can be faked. So a woman that can bring peace, love, and light to wherever she goes is automatically a commodity. You're automatically valuable. So it's saying, because I can bring this value that no one or nothing else can, I am going to treat it as such. I'm going to treat it as something precious. Um, So femininity means you don't have to yell and scream. Femininity means you don't have to fight. Um, Femininity means you won't tolerate abuse. Um, Why would I tolerate abuse when I'm bringing light and balance and peace to you? (laughs) okay um you have to there's a certain level of confidence that comes with being a feminine woman um when you have that confidence in your abilities as a woman which again is not something that can be faked or bought you move a little bit different okay the way you move will be more so like you're welcome okay you're welcome i know i know you're welcome um you provide something that man cannot provide for himself not saying that a man can't have peace on his own but um there's peace and balance a man cannot be balanced on his own and again brothers that's okay please don't get triggered like i don't need no bitch to balance me you can always tell the hurt negroes when they say stuff like that i don't need no bitch to make me happy i don't need no bitch to balance me shut up all every man need a woman baby and any man that say otherwise, who hurt you? Period. That's enough for debate either. If you as a man swear that you don't quote unquote need a woman, you either gay or who hurt you? It's one of the two. Because it is a factual thing that every man need a woman. Okay? And that's fine too. Again, please don't get triggered that you need the opposite sex. That's fine. A man needs a woman. A woman needs a man, baby. That's okay. Okay, we, we got to tiptoe with this conversation because we're so traumatized when it comes to the loving and needing of one another that we instantly get triggered at the mere idea that we need the opposite sex sometimes. Um, but it's okay, fellas, to need a woman. So now, ladies, if you know that he needs you and you bring a balance that can't be faked, okay? Even if he has a dog, a goldfish, or a best friend, a homeboy, none of that will equate to you and the balance you bring. That's why I say, sisters, when you act masculine, when you run your mouth, you now take away your value. You're not valuable no more. Now you went from a 
um, asset to a liability. You went from supposing to be the peace to being the stress. Um, ladies, if you ever, cause you know, y'all know I do my feminine, I have my feminine consulting company and you know, I have a lot of sisters that say, well, how do I be feminine? Ladies, when in doubt, if you really just cannot figure out how to be feminine in this situation, when in doubt, here it goes. I'm about to really kill it. Okay. Y'all, I'm about to really give away some good game. If you are really struggling in that moment to figure out how do I handle this femininely, how do I handle this in feminine grace? If you're wondering, when all else fails, when you can't figure it out, the advice is shut your fucking mouth. Yep, I said it. Shut your mouth. Um, if you are the value, why are, would you argue or go back and forth with anybody? Um, because I see some people say, well, there's some feminine ladies that still get drugged and disrespected by a man. Well, she might not be as feminine as she thinks that she is. Because if she was, she would never be tolerating disrespect or abuse or going back and forth with any man. Her femininity would feel attacked in that situation. So a feminine woman, before she sit and take abuse and go back and forth with you hurting her, she's going to leave. It's a masculine trait to tolerate and just grin and bear whatever someone throws at you okay that's why along with femininity comes with self-esteem comes with confidence comes with self-love the all these things tie into femininity extremely highly you can't have one without another um ladies that get drugged by men you're not as feminine as you think and being feminine does not mean being a pushover does not mean being spineless it actually means the opposite it means you are tolerating less than you deserve due to the value that you bring so maybe you're not bringing the value some women think that because they're quiet or because they don't cheat that that means they're good women you might be quiet and you might not cheat but you might still be toxic as hell you might still have underlying traumatic issues that cause you to gravitate towards abusive men that's not feminine okay femininity is healing femininity is every action that i take will be for a positive reason it'll be for a constructive reason my energy my balance my peace is so valuable that i will not throw those pearls before a swine um sometimes we're choosing uh negative men to feed our own insecurities that's not feminine femininity is actually strength it is the demanding of respect and and i shouldn't even say demanding of respect it is that you are respecting yourself so much that the respect for you automatically comes that you have shown such a level of the demanding of respect for yourself that everyone knows protect this queen when you come through you ain't gotta you're not all masculine to run your mouth to where people are like oh you're on your own you have commanded that level of respect so highly that they already know okay ladies um femininity is a mindset um and and i would like to see us uh work more towards being that way Okay, again, this is not an attack because as sisters, Lord only knows we don't been through some things. But when in doubt, just be quiet. Think what is going to come of the situation. 
think to yourself, would a woman that values herself be in this situation? And then take your step from there. Exercise your feminine powers, which is to be intelligent, um, which is to feel and be nurturing and have emotion. And, you know, being a woman, we do say you want to feel, you want to have emotion, but you want to also have control over that. Being emotionally radical is... um, it's not feminine either. Yes, we have those emotions, but we have control of them. Femininity is balance. It is thinking straight. It is organization. It is love. It is peace. It is light. Um, so I just wanted to have a discussion because it's like when I say femininity, I think people think being an idiot and just, yes, sir, and just chasing behind a man doing whatever he says. Like, please stop the demonization of, fem- of femininity. Uh, please. Okay, femininity is not the problem. The lack of femininity is the problem. Um, We are out of time for this week, brothers and sisters. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, peace, love, and black power.